You are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good with y'all? It's your girl, John Nunn, right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA, and other combat sports, too. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes and how they all got started in the game and, of course, where they are now. So, what is happening, y'all? I hope everybody's been having a fantastic day and a phenomenal week so far. The weather is just so beautiful outside. Um, well, currently, it is actually raining a lot in southern Ontario, where we are, especially in Guelph, Ontario. But it's actually beautiful out. And, uh, you know, the fact that you don't actually have to wear a winter coat anymore, that's just such a beautiful thing. But honestly, every season has its own beauties. And, you know, winter has its own beauties. Spring has its own beauties. But just something about that warm weather, that wave of nice and warm weather just hitting you. Initially, it just feels so nice and like you feel like your bones are being just warmed up from the inside and it feels amazing. It feels amazing. Um, so, yeah, I hope everybody's been having a fantastic week so far. Oh, boy, uh, we've had a lot happening uh, in the world of combat sports. We had UFC 273 happening this past weekend, which, <laughs> okay, I have to... <laughs> I have to make a huge disclaimer. I was so excited to just sit down and watch every single fight for that whole fight card. Um, I still remember when I broke down that fight card for y'all last week. Well, it honestly doesn't feel like it's been a week already. But uh, believe it or not, it has. Uh, oh, there's this mosquito in front of me. Anyways... <laughs> Um, yeah, so we were all so excited to watch the fights and, you know, Saturday night actually hits. Uh, so listen, I don't know what it is with my sleep schedule or if, um, just like my lifestyle is catching up with me, what it is, but because usually during weekdays, I have to go to bed kind of early and wake up earlier the next day for work and whatnot, um, feel like the same sleep schedule and circadian rhythm, if you will, just uh, carries with me. Uh, I mean, it doesn't really see if it's a weekday or a weekend. Uh, so when the fights do happen kind of later at night, when the main card starts at 10 at night, my body's like, hey, girl, you better, you better be doing your bedtime routine or else you are going to be passed out on this couch right now. And so that's exactly what happened with me uh, this past Saturday because uh, I was just so excited to watch the fights. I believe I watched, um, I watched, which fight did I actually fully watch? I can't even recall. I think it was the Tisha Torres and Mackenzie Dern fight that I actually was able to fully watch the whole length of the, excuse me, length of it. And um, I, I just said to myself, okay, I'm just going to lie down for a brief minute. And, you know, when that happens, that means that your girl is going to be taking a good power nap. And that's exactly what happened because I opened my eyes and by the time I knew it, it was already the coming event time. 
But in the meanwhile, I would fall in and out of sleep uh, when the fights were happening. So, see, that I, I watched that uh, Mackenzie Dern and Tisha Torres fight. I, I don't remember what happened in the meanwhile, but I do remember the Hamza Chemaev and uh, <laughs> Gilbert Burns fight starting. And then I saw it like a brief snap, right? And I went back to sleep. And then I I opened my eyes again when the referee raised Hamza's hand uh, <laughs> as the winner of the fight. I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. As I anticipated. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, I was so bummed actually when that happened because as you guys probably recall, that was the fight that I was mainly excited for. Well, I was excited for all the fights happening on that whole card. But that one particular fight, I was just so pumped about, so hyped about. Because I love Hamza Chemaev. And uh, every time I get to watch him fight, it's honestly a treat. So I was really bummed when that happened. And I have to tell you this. I know I'm going to get a lot of shame for this uh <laughs> listen your girl is hella busy in uh other aspects of life aka work and i promised myself i said okay janan you have to sit down and rewatch this fight from start to finish because how do you call yourself a loyal uh hamza fan if you don't if you haven't even watched that fight and from everything i've been hearing from like uh my father also watches a lot of mma and he told me that that fight was just spectacular eh, spectacular and uh just like from the online mma community i've also been hearing a lot of amazing stuff about that fight and the fact that the fight was actually pretty close and whatnot but overall like both fighters put on a very very good performance so from all the reviews that i've been hearing i was, I was just like telling myself okay no when you have that break that lunch break you should sit down and watch the fight but somehow this whole week, um, even like during the weekend, I was just so busy with work and I feel like I've been working 24-7. But I really hope that um, hopefully after I finish recording this episode, before bed at least, because I usually get so hyped uh, when I record TKO, I feel like it would be very timely for me to actually fully sit down and uh, rewatch that Hamza Chemaev and Gilbert Burns fight for real this time because uh, I feel like it's definitely 100% going to be worth it want to see what actually like what actually happened and you know just see things from my own uh, perspective and whatnot but uh, yeah so going back to that night I do remember uh, Hamza's hand going up by the referee meaning that he won the fight and then I said you know what I cannot put my body through this uh this uh, torture of me literally i'm already so sleep deprived and then i'm already falling asleep during these amazing fights so i just feel like it's uh it's disrespectful to the fights and the fighters <laughs> so i just said okay you know what i'm gonna call tonight i'm gonna watch the rest uh when i'm more alert and when i'm less busy and all that so that happened and uh, I only was able to watch some highlights, video highlights of the co-main event and the main event of UFC 273. So um, I, another thing that I did was that I actually bet on the fights, like the last three fights for UFC 273, which uh, usually I only bet when I'm 100% sure that the people that I'm betting on are going to 100% win the fights. And 
I know that's kind of a risky statement to to have like at any time point in the world of mixed martial arts because the MMA math, like you guys probably know, doesn't always work out, right? Like you you could be great on paper. You could have the best uh, record and everything could be undefeated, but you'll never know what's actually going to happen. Something crazy might happen and Ooh, you know, there's just so much risk uh, associated with money betting <laughs> when it comes to MMA. Yet, uh, I was just feeling very uh, courageous uh, and I decided to bet some money on some of the fighters. So I actually bet on Hamza. So I did a parlay betting. I bet on Hamza. I bet on Piotr Jan and I also bet on um, Alexander Volkanovsky three in a row if they won if all of them won i would i would win a lot (laughs) so turns out uh only two out of the three won and so that gets me to my next point about the co-main event okay so thankfully listen uh i don't mean to you know talk biasly about a certain fighter here but personally from everything I was seeing and everything that I had seen uh, from the first fight that Piotr Jan and Aljamain Sterling had had before and the fight that Piotr Jan was still the champion and he was fighting Aljo and you guys already know how things went down with Aljamain Sterling winning the championship belt from Piotr Jan because um, Piotr Jan was pretty much winning that first fight and then Aljamain Sterling, he was just in a really awkward position in the fight. He was uh, quote-unquote grounded, meaning that he actually had... So I rewatched that fight clip. He had one of his knees and partially like one or two hands on the canvas, which is a definition for being grounded in an MMA fight. And when when your opponent is in that position, you're actually not allowed to throw any strikes towards them actually especially especially knees so that if you if you do that that's actually illegal and that can lead to a disqualification which is exactly what happened in that case in that first fight because Piotr Jan um he just kind of did it really fast so he didn't see what was happening but he threw that and then the referee declared it a disqualification and that's how Aljamain Sterling won the bantamweight championship belt from Piotr Jan so that's why um a lot of people just doubted Aljamain Sterling as a champion because they didn't really see his his way of winning the championship belt as valid, right? Uh, so there was a lot of controversy involved. And overall speaking, you know, uh, just the way Piotr Jan has been showing himself in most recent fights versus how Aljamain Sterling has been showing himself in most recent fights... A lot of people argued that, um, so a lot of people actually call Piotr Jan the boogeyman because of his fighting style and because of how ferocious he is in his fights. And Aljamain Sterling, uh, one thing that I really do like about him is that he is very, uh, so I don't know how to put this, but um, he has a really nice flow in his fighting style. He's very smooth. Uh, Like I said, he has that nice flow and he's very proficient with uh, all aspects of uh, mixed martial arts. So I would say that's one that's his forte, um, because especially if you're a lighter weight fighter, I feel like that's going to help you a lot. Uh, in terms of, you know, you being able to move around in the octagon more and you just, 
you know, um, just being more, having more freedom in your fighting style, right? Like it's not that rigid and, you know, that freedom of movement and that freedom of style, uh, it is going to bring about a lot of creativity and just uh, things that your opponent might not necessarily be anticipating. Therefore, you could win fights that way. So, you know what? Uh, I do have to give credit to Aljamain Sterling in that sense. So what happened in the second fight? Well, your girl didn't fully watch it. What? It, but, um, well, yeah, I actually bet on the other guy. I bet I bet on Piotr Jan. <laughs> so maybe that's why everything I'm saying or about to say might sound a little bit biased. But um, from what I heard uh, and what I saw from highlights, fight highlights, the fight was very close. Um, the f- uh, the f- so two rounds were won definitively by Piotr and two rounds were definitively won by Aljamain Sterling and the first round apparently was up for grabs because it was it was a really close round and so when it went to the decision the judges actually gave Aljamain Sterling a split decision win which not everybody seems to agree to and listen um I do want to say this uh that again it's not just me potentially talking bias in this case even dana white the president of the ufc expressed his opinion uh in in this fight saying that (laughs) even he thought that the decision that was made by the judges in this case was nonsense and that he didn't really agree with this with the decision that they made in this regard and that he saw the fight being a split decision the other way in favor of Piotr Jan so you know what at this point I'm just reporting um like what I had witnessed from those uh fight highlights and what I had heard from other people who fully watched the fight I have yet to actually sit down and watch the full fight for myself Listen, I'm just like literally making a list of all the things uh, like my to do list, uh, you know, just uh, Janan, like uh, write your qualifying exam, like PhD qualifying exam proposal, plus uh, the Hamza Chamayev and Gilbert Burns fight. And now Ultimate Sterling versus Piotr Jan, number two. Okay, these are all on your to do list tonight. I mean, you know, there needs to be a balance of everything. You cannot just uh, be, uh, you know, work focused. You have to diversify anyways (laughs) okay ah i digress uh but what was i saying yeah so that fight apparently (laughs) was controversial again and so uh it begs the question whether we are going to be seeing a trilogy fight between piotr jan and aljamie sterling and um again a lot of people are saying that that is entirely possible but what happened in the octagon was that um, after the fight, Aljamain Sterling actually called out the former bantamweight champion, TJ Dillashaw, who was actually in the crowd. And he also agreed to fighting, potentially having a fight against Aljo. And I think it's going to be an interesting fight. I don't necessarily see it as a challenge, actually. Again, I don't want to sound. I don't want it to sound like a diss to TJ Dillashaw, but TJ, um, he was off for a good few years because um, he was suspended by the United Stand- United States Anti Doping Agency because of his usage of EPOs, uh, which are illegal in the UFC. So he was off for a few years. Um, so he wasn't able to fight properly. Uh, and in the, in the meanwhile. 
he might have a little bit of ring rust and to be honest with you i feel like he's not quite at his prime anymore and so for aljo to be calling someone like him out i feel like you know it's still gonna be a good fight like tj dillashaw is still a big name in the bantamweight division however is it the most challenging fight for him no if he were in my opinion at least in my humble opinion if he were to have that trilogy fight against piotr i feel like that would be a more challenging fight for him as opposed to this potential fight against tj dillashaw but hey we never know maybe he just wants to diversify his resume and maybe he honestly just wants to take a break from all that pressure um that was being put on him by all by these two uh piotr yon fight camps right and it makes sense i get it i get it he just wants to be able to defend his belt um in like a regular way you know not not for him to just completely like always have to consistently prove himself as to why he is the true champion against Piotr Jan they fought twice okay maybe just give it a little bit of a break and then have the trilogy fight I think that will make sense for sure um but overall apparently it was a good fight again I'll have to sit down and watch the full fight for myself but from what I have heard and from all the post-fight interviews and all the fight clips that I have watched apparently um it was still nonetheless a very uh controversial fight but then getting to the main events uh Alexander Volkanovsky versus Korean Zombie apparently that fight was very one-sided and Volkanovsky literally came out Guns blazing, literally like a robot, uh, like a bulldozer, <laughs> just uh, being the badass man that he is in that uh, featherweight division, just completely mauling over Korean zombie. I mean, good for him, man. Honestly, at this point, I do not see um, any further challenge for him because I feel like every person that I can think of right now in the featherweight division he has fought not just once but maybe even twice and he has already proven himself multiple times in this weight division i honestly cannot think of what's next for volkanovsky actually if he wants to be bold and if if he wants to be creative i would say um he could potentially try to come down a weight division to the bantamweight division and potentially try to fight against uh well whoever the champion is at the time if it's still Aljamain Sterling that would be an that would be a really interesting fight um because yeah I mean we already saw how close the fight was with Aljo versus Piotr Jan and um I feel like for a champion at the at the caliber of Alexander Volkanovsky for him to move down a weight division and try to take on uh, the bantamweight champion Aljo, you know, that'll be a true, like a legitimate test to Aljamain Sterling's um, legitness, if you will. Um, to be honest with you, um, the only thing that Volkanovsky could potentially gain out of that is just the bantamweight belt for him to say, okay, yeah, I, I became the two division champion now, you know, I don't really see him beating Aljamain Sterling as a huge accomplishment, which sounds really bad. I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry to put it that way. I didn't I didn't mean anything negative about that. But I feel like before that fight happens, before we get all hyped up about that potential fight, maybe Aljamain Sterling proves himself a couple couple more times. And then maybe he proves himself in another match against Piotr Jan. And if he's really just, you know, he has that bulletproof um at least you know resume for the for the most five uh recent fights 
uh, in his MMA career, then we can give him Volkanovsky, and that'll be a fun fight for real. Okay, uh, but if we were to have the two fight right now, hmm, you know, I don't know about that. I'm not really too sure about that. But yeah, so see, I'm just out here, just not just as the podcast host, but also like a potential UFC matchmaker, like out here trying to look ahead and just like you know come up with different matches that would make sense for. Any person, literally, at this point, uh, you know, stuff that could potentially boost a person's career or, you know, just stuff that would challenge people, right? Because, like, without challenges and without you stepping out of your comfort zone, you there is no growth, right? So you have to do what you got to do. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, I digress. Um... So, yeah, uh, that fight, that fight was very dominating by Alexander Volkanovsky. But overall, uh, excuse me, my voice cracked. Ooh. Uh, overall, a very, very interesting fight card. Um, kudos to every person who fought on that card. And uh, I look forward to what's next for all of them, honestly. And yeah, so I definitely have to go and watch some of the fights that I missed. Uh, there were some really good ones that I missed, apparently. But that's definitely what I'm going to be doing right after this. Anywho, um, so speaking of uh, upcoming events for the UFC, we actually have... Okay, so yeah, we do have a fight card to break down for y'all. A UFC fight night. U- UFC on ESPN, rather. Number 34 which is going to be between uh, Vincente Luque, excuse me, it is going to be headlined by a great welterweight bout between Vincente Luque and Bilal Muhammad, who are going to be going at it for the second time. And, oh, this fight is just going to be amazing. Uh, I feel like the welterweight division is on absolute fire right now. You know, what we had with Gilbert Burns and Hamza Chemaev last week. Now we have Bilal Muhammad and Vincente Luque going at it. I just feel like there's so much movement going on in the welterweight division. And uh, to me, it's uh, one of the most exciting weight divisions right now in the UFC. So good for them. Uh, So we're going to be having that fight to break down. But before I get into that fight, I actually read a very, very hot and recent update about the Cain Velasquez situation. So just to briefly um, summarize the whole situation for you guys, Cain Velasquez, the former heavyweight champion of the UFC, um, he was involved uh, in a shooting incident actually uh, a while back in February. What had happened was that he was chasing a person after um uh, he was excuse me he was chasing after a person with his car and uh what had happened was that he had actually shot um towards that person and i didn't know this but apparently not the person that was the target but a passenger who was with that person was um injured from uh gunshots not in a critical way though they were taken to the hospital but it wasn't uh, life-threatening injuries however uh the police actually arrested king velasquez for attempted murder so he's been in jail since then and uh he's been having he actually had his hearing today or what's the date today uh well yeah today yes 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 sorry today he had it today and um they're pretty much just trying to figure out you know what's going on uh, and they're just trying to elaborate on the whole situation and the case so um 
we just heard that Cain Velasquez was granted a continuance on his case until May 6th for a plea hearing, right? And uh, pretty much what this means is that um, his lawyer requested that they have some more time before Cain has to say that he either pleads, pleads guilty or he doesn't, right? And um, so... <sighs> This is actually a really sensitive topic because, you know, when you when you first. OK, so before I say anything, just a disclaimer. Listen, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a detective. I'm not a cop. OK, and I'm only speaking uh, from everything that I have known about this case and all the evidence that is currently available on this case on the Internet. I know as much as anybody else pretty much on this whole case, as much as has been made public and available for anybody to know. So uh, if you just read it on paper, you're like, "Ooh, attempt on murder. OK, that sucks. That's horrible. You, should, you must be a horrible person to be doing such a thing um, against another human being. But um, so the full story, as we know it, is that uh, the reason why Kane was even after that person was because that person had allegedly molested his daughter multiple times in daycare. Um, and uh, I'm not saying I am not saying at all that violence is key to resolving such issues. But um, I just want to say that, uh, I mean, listen, I'm not a parent, but for anybody to hear that, that is incredibly painful. That is incredibly painful. And I cannot believe um, how painful and hurtful that must have been to Kane and his family to, to know and to realize and the poor girl as well. Right. Um, I believe that there are ways to resolve your differences you know when it comes to that type of stuff just like how there is laws for a situation like this when in which Kane is the person to blame for alleged attempted murder I feel like there was definitely a way for him to also take legal action in order in order to you know have this person be punished for their horrible 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 actions right it's just a really heartbreaking story because um, there are testimonies from not just friends and family, but literally from teammates like Daniel Cormier, uh, statements from the literal president of the UFC, Dana White, who actually like th their statements uh, went to court and the judge had to read them out for these statements to say, listen, Kane is not. Like, this is not Kane, and uh, it's not like he, he was just out there on the street trying to just just murder someone for no good reason. You know what I mean? Um, so, uh, listen, I don't know Kane in, in full capacity as a person, right? But from everything that I have been hearing and everything, all the evidence that is available out there to the general public, you know, you see, and then you make your own uh, judgment according to what you have available. Um, again... I don't I, I'm not saying that he did the best thing possible out there. Definitely not. I think there were better solutions to, um, you know, uh, for, for him to seek punishment for this person who uh, allegedly did all those horrible things to his daughter. But nonetheless, the situation is just so incredibly painful and it's so disheartening. It honestly breaks my heart. So until May 6th, I'll definitely keep you guys updated on uh, what will happen. But um, he, even in court, Kane uh, was thanking his friends and family. 
and uh, he was sending a lot of love to his supporters and everything. So, yeah, I will definitely keep you guys updated in that regard. Um, when I saw the headline, because I was honestly um, just, you know, at least Googling it every week or so to see if there had been any developments with that case. And now we know at least um, what's been happening or what will happen until May 6th. But anywho, um, yeah, oh goodness, we only have two minutes to break down that Bilal Muhammad and Vincente Luca fight, but I'm just going to say that, okay, definitely watch this fight on Saturday night, um, Bilal Muhammad, uh, he's mostly a wrestler, and Vincente Luque, he is mostly a striker in his fights, and, um, you know, having said that thing about both fighters uh i feel like overall though they're actually very well-rounded mixed martial artists so they're not hesitant to switch things up if need be so for that reason actually i feel like that should give you uh, a lot of good reason as to why you should be watching this fight because yeah they have their own uh preferred styles of fighting but they're so versatile actually and they're so well versed in other aspects of mixed martial arts as well uh i would i would love to just break this down fight more for y'all um and to talk about their fight history and whatnot but unfortunately we're almost out of time all i can tell you is definitely watch this fight on saturday night Bilal muhammad versus vincente luke and i'm just looking at the clock right now unfortunately that is all the time we're going to be having for this week Make sure you go to cfru.ca to catch up with previous episodes. And until next time, it's your girl Janan right here. And this is TKO. Peace out. Yeah.